If you want to be stronger in decision making and feel more confident in the decisions you've made, then this episode is for you. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Rolston, your host, and today we are going to be talking about how to make better decisions. So originally, this question came from a woman entering the online Facebook group that we have for Dynamic Women. And side note, it is a free group. So if you haven't joined, please come on over, check it out. You'll be inspired, you'll learn things, you'll connect with others, and you'll have some fun. And I'll make sure the link is in the show notes. So when this woman came into the group, I always ask the question, or I often ask the question, what is it that you want to learn or get from this group? And sometimes there's things in there that spark a podcast. And so that's how this one came to be today. She said, how do I become stronger in decision making? And so today in this episode, I'm going to talk about what you can do in advance of making any decisions what you can do in the moment of making decisions, and then what you can do after the decision-making so that you stay strong in that decision and confident. I'd like to start first with just some of the troubles that come from not being strong in decision-making or not feeling like you're making really good decisions. So it can cause just a state of worry, anxiety, procrastination, perfectionism. And really, if you're not going to make a decision on something, it holds up your life. It stops you from going after opportunities. You might miss that window of time that you have to be able to go for something. It can cost you relationships. It can cost you just your feeling in life that you're moving forward. And if you don't have the tools or the skill set to make strong decisions, then you're going to avoid them. You're going to maybe make the wrong decision out of fear. So you won't go for maybe the opportunity that is more exciting, which also could have more costs. So instead you play it safe. You stay in your bubble. You don't push your boundaries and your saboteur wins. And so my goal for you today is that by having these nine different points that I'm going to share, You're really going to be able to step into the decisions, make them very confidently, and then stay in that decision. So let's start with advanced. In advance of you making any decision, this is like when you have no decisions coming your way, it's really important to design your life. You know, if we had were putting together a business, we'd have a business plan, but so many people don't have a life plan. And that's the sad part because If you are not going to design your life how you ideally want it to be, not realistic, how you ideally want it to be, then you have the chance of making decisions according to what other people want, other people's agendas, other people's desires. And you need to look at all 10 areas of life. That's what I do when I work with my clients. 
we look at all 10 areas and we go through it to see like, where are you now? Where do you want to be? And if you already know that, if that's super clear, it's so much easier to make decisions because you're going to compare it to how do I want my life to be? And is this going to affect it? The second piece in advance that you can do is be really clear about your life purpose. So I do an activity around getting your life purpose statement and what I found in clients is when they know what their life purpose statement is, it helps them to make decisions because they know the track and the path and the journey that they are on. And it's more obvious which decisions will take them away from that. And the same goes for the next point, knowing advance your goals. When you know what you want your ideal life to be and you know what your life purpose is, it's much easier to create your goals. And when you have your goals front and center, you will make decisions based on achieving those goals and keeping you in alignment with those goals. And if you do have to make a decision that's away from them, then you will be changing your goals or adding on another one. When you have that, these three things, it really gives you a strong foundation to be able to not only make a decision, but then to go after it with more confidence and more focus. Now in the moment, when you are in that moment of like, ah, what am I going to have? What am I going to choose? I'm not sure. I've got you covered with these three things. And even if you haven't done the in advance work of having that ideal life designed, the life purpose and knowing your goals, you can still use these three techniques. So the first one is around how do you feel? So if someone asks you, hey, do you want to be part of this project? Do you want to go to this event? or you have to make a decision on whether to apply for a certain job, you have to ask yourself, how do I naturally react to this? Am I excited? Am I feeling like it's the right fit for me? It's either gonna be a strong yes or a meh. And a lot of times, if it's a strong yes, I go for it. This is definitely in alignment with what you're wanting. But if you get an email and you're like, meh, I don't know, then a lot of times that meh feeling or well, I don't know means that you're not really excited about it. You're not jazzed about it. Now, this is not to be confused with that feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I don't think I can do this. That's out of my comfort zone. That's a very different feeling. That's like anticipation or worry or a little fear about, can I do this? And that's based on your limiting beliefs. But I want you to think about that first moment, the first moment that you have that decision to make, which way is a strong yes. Now, in some cases, it's not a strong yes. And it's not even like, I don't, I don't think I want this because it's between two different situations. So for example, it could be, do I want to have another child or not? Uh, we've got a couple of children and our life is really in a good place, but it'd be, you know, now's the time to make a decision if we have another one or the option might be, do I, do we move? Do we move to this new place? Um, because we can have, uh, maybe a slower lifestyle and that's what you're looking for. Or, uh, do we stay here because this is where the work is. And so you might have two options that are really good, but it's going to change your life. And so this is where we go to the next two techniques. The second one is connecting to your values. And so again, this is going to be an activity that you would do with a coach. It's one that I take clients through 
knowing what your values are, being able to connect to your values in decision-making is so powerful. Because when you look at your values and you ask yourself, does this decision put me in alignment with my values? And if that's the case, then you're going to have more energy or just that more like soul connected feeling that this is the right decision. But if you look at your values and that decision is going to have you dishonor your values, then it's going to be pretty obvious what the decision is. So let's look at one of the decisions that you could make in life. So it could be to take on a project or take on a new role in a company. And after some further discussion, you realize that the company cares more about the bottom line than it does its customers. And you've heard and read on the internet about times where the company has really screwed over the customer or the client in order to just take more profit. And if your value is respect for others or fairness, then you see that in working with this company, especially if that would be part of your role, would mean that you would strongly be going against your values. And that would be so horrible. You'd be in dissonance most of your job. So it's easy in that case to see, wow, I don't want to take this role because it would be going against my values. This can also help you in choosing partner, choosing a relationship, like a partnership, a collaboration, these sort of things. When you look at your values and their values, you have to make sure they're in alignment. Also, maybe in you saying yes to an opportunity, it might stop you from being able to honor your own values So if you are very strong in your values with leadership or creativity and you know that in that new project, you're not going to be able to do either of those and that this project is going to go on for years, you know that that's not going to be a good fit for you. The third technique that you can use is you take the decision and you cross check it with your goals. You can ask yourself a very simple question. Does this move me toward my goals or away from my goals? I've had clients come to me with a really amazing opportunity, maybe to have a radio show now with those. Uh, yeah, you got to make sure that it's not a, not just a pay to play. Uh, you got to make sure you have strategy there. But anyway, if they came to me with with that type of opportunity, then I'd have to ask them, well, what are your goals currently? Is your goal to have a radio show or is your goal to build your business or what's your goal? And does this help you to reach that goal? And if the answer is Yes, because I'm really good at speaking, because this has had proven results of reaching a bigger audience. Yes, because it fits in my marketing budget, because with those you have to pay, then it could be a great opportunity for you. But if your goal this year was maybe, let's say, to write a book or to spend more time with your family or focus on your health, and this was just going to be one more thing on your plate then it's not going to move you towards your goals. And next year, it might be a great choice because your goals have changed. But for right now, you have to check any decision making against your current goals. I oftentimes have to go back to my goals when I'm presented with a fabulous opportunity or one that I feel like, oh, I've got some obligation here. I should probably do it. 
when I go to my goals and I see what I'm trying to accomplish and the amount of time, energy, and money that I have to do it, it helps me to know, uh, as amazing as it is, I have to say no because I need to say yes to my current goals. Now, after you make that decision, the after moment, I've got three things to help you to stay committed to that decision. Now, a lot of times just being in that decision making of like, oh, should I do it? Should I not? Should I go this way or should I go that way? That can just be in and of itself depleting of energy and motivation and focus. But once you make that decision, you can get the ball rolling. You can dive in and go for it. And to solidify that decision as fast as you can, number one, get into action. So if the decision is, yes, I'm going to join the gym, then get on the phone and call today. If the decision is to put in a proposal to be a speaker at a conference, then start filling in the form today or at least figure out exactly when you're going to do it. The second thing you can do is share with others. Tell others you're going to do it. Because the greatest way to keep you accountable is to have someone say, hey, so how's that podcast going? Or, hey, how's writing of the book going? Right? When people check in on you because you've shared with them, that definitely is going to get you into action. You've probably been in that situation before. And when you do tell others, it is a commitment piece. They know that you've said it, you know that you've told them and to be witnessed in that moment and have them react in a positive way. So choose wisely, people. Choose wisely who you tell. When you share something and they get excited, it helps to motivate you. So the third thing you can do after you make a decision is put the steps, put the actions in your calendar or make some sort of habit or routine adjustments. So if you've decided to get up early, like be part of the 5 a.m. club, then a habit or routine adjustment you're going to make is your bedtime. Maybe it is using electronics in the evening. Maybe it's what you eat or drink at night. So you might have your last coffee at noon and tell yourself you're going to turn off all electronics at eight o'clock so you can go to bed at nine. You make those habit or routine adjustments in order to be able to really cement in that decision and move forward in it. Putting it in your calendar as well, putting the different steps that you need to take helps you to stay committed to that decision. So now you know the three things you can do in advance of making any decisions, three things to do in the moment of making decisions, and three things to do after you make decisions. I'm curious though, which of these nine points is the one that really is going to make a change for you? Just put a quick comment below. Let me know which of these points is best. And if you have any questions, also ask on this topic or another. I'm happy to cover it in a future podcast. If you haven't yet, hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on receiving the future podcasts that I put out. And don't forget to write a review if you haven't yet. And email team at dianerolston.com when you have so that we can connect who you are with your mailing address and send you something special in the mail that I actually put together myself. So until next time, stay dynamic. Take care. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, 
head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.